chaos. The motion picture you've been waiting for. More action. More violence. More death and destruction than any film ever seen before. You like this stuff? Chaos. Huh? This movie's supposed to be scary. When's it start? Soon. Let's go! Start the movie! Oh, great. We have to listen to that for two hours? Oh, it's okay. It's starting. Welcome to the movie review, and you do realise that we were... Yeah, I tried to fit that in before, and you started, Not but never work. mind. Hey-ho. Uh, we're basically just discussing the, the intro music for our podcast. Podcast. It's called Cut a Rug, and we were just debating whether or not uh, it was uh, going to be cutting you because you were dissing its bitch or something. I don't know. I thought maybe it's another term for, for lesbian. <laughs> Cut a rug. Yes. Ah. You never know. Are you going to chip in on this, or...? I was trying to think of a, an appropriate <laughs> bad <taste>. comment. <laughs> um, I, I was thinking of, of like a carpet-based vengeance story. <laughs> Cut a rug. This rug is going down. <laughs> like the carpet's pissed because the rug's constantly lying on its turf. <laughs> and he's just going to cut it. I don't know. It's a work anyway, in progress. Some, some fabric based. It's probably going to have a similar sort of uh, impact as the film we are talking about today. Yes. Um, before I get into that, obviously, um, if you've listened to us before, you know who we are. But for new listeners, my name is Simon Pryor. I am joined by Mr. Rich Hatton. In the middle again. Yeah, and Mr. Antremain. On the end to the yeah. right. And I'm also on the end to the left. <laughs> That means I'm in the middle. Yeah. Stuck in the middle with you. I feel, I feel somewhat pinned in. You're not just pinned <laughs> in by us, but you're also pinned in by the microphone. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm <laughs> in direct, direct line of shot of it. Yeah. <laughs> so you want to talk slightly off to one side? No, no, no word will escape. Well, I could do, but... Oh, yeah, okay. Mm. So uh, anyway, we, uh, today's film is Silent Night, Deadly Night Part 2. Um, the only reason that we ever watched this in the first place was because of the internet meme based around Garbage Day, yeah. which is actually the best bit of the film. But I actually found the, the film itself wasn't too bad anyway, uh, really. It was, it was Given that it was, low it was basically <laughs> a low-budget film recut from the original uh, the, the original film, Silent Night, Deadly Night, uh, Part 1. Uh, <laughs> and basically it was uh, reused sequences from that with a new story sort of wrapped around it. I didn't think... It did too badly, and then it went all silly and ridiculous at the mm. end. Which, uh, when we get to the end of this podcast, we will give you the entire eight-minute sequence at the end of the film where uh, lead character Ricky goes uh, eight crazy and uh, basically kills a few people, says garbage day, and makes a car blow up. Yeah. So that was my knee. By that shooting its radiator. Yeah, mm. shoots the radiator and it just explodes. But um, you'll Hollywood. hear that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you can go on YouTube as well and find the clip on there. So uh, I'm sure someone's put the entire sequence up. It's absolutely hilarious. 
But uh, before we get to that, the uh, synopsis of the film, um, basically I'll just run through this as quickly as I can and then we can discuss in more detail and play a few clips as we go. So, um, several years after the first movie, the sequel picks up with the now 18-year-old younger brother of the original movie's killer Santa. He looks Santa. about 40. He's not 18. He's no. Not 18. <laughs> if he was 18 then, how old was he when he ran that bloke over in the car when he was played by a different actor? The, the red car. Yeah. Probably about 12, red. supposedly. Um, I'll uh, add that to the notes, I think. Uh, but yeah, um, Ricky Caldwell is being held in a mental hospital awaiting trial for a series of murders. He's interviewed by psychiatrist Dr. Bloom, where Ricky tells him about the murders committed by his brother. After his brother died, he was adopted but not treated for his uh, mental trauma. Ricky starts bumping off people he thinks are being naughty. He meets Jennifer Statson and events hint at a happy ending, but he has an encounter with her ex-boyfriend Chip who looks like um, a Duran Duran uh, reject member, yeah. uh, which sends Ricky off on a killing spree he goes on a rampage across a suburb killing several people including the infamous garbage day scene before being captured by well, the police where he murders garbage day yeah he murders, yeah. murders garbage day <laughs> back in the present Ricky kills Dr Bloom and escapes from the mental hospital I don't really get how he killed him it looked like he had his tape, tape. But, but where did he get the tape from? Was was he te- recounting this story to him as he was murdering him? Because he's just he's like talking as if. Anyway, <laughs> I reckon it was the tape from the recording thingy. It looked a bit like that. Like yeah, I, I know how he was killed. I'm just wondering, oh, well, was he was he recounting the tale of how he ended up in the mental home? Probably. Whilst he was throttling him. I. That's what yeah, I I'd imagine mm. so. Yeah. So <laughs> anyway. Um, uh, back in the present, Ricky kills Dr. Bloom, yada, yada, yada. Um, he plans to kill Mother Superior, who blames for the death of his brother. He chases her through her house and decapitates her. The police arrive shortly thereafter and gun him down. In true Freddy Krueger fashion, he opens his eyes and smiles evilly before the credits roll. Spoilers! <laughs> well, that's Huge just, that's spoilers. That's the film, isn't it? Yeah. So, I, I guess, not it's not really spoilers. I, if it's a film that's just come out, I can agree with spoilers. If it's a film that came out in 1987... But people might not have seen it and they'll sit there and I'll I don't go, oh, care. I don't want to watch it. <laughs> they need to watch the film first no, okay. and then listen to the podcast. Or listen to the podcast and decide whether or not it's worth uh But they might go watching. the other way. You don't... You never know. Well, if they listen to us, <laughs> then they may not need to watch the film. Which is probably a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> Save them from the torment. We watch it so you don't have to. Yeah. <laughs> that's our <laughs> slogan. So, uh, general thoughts on the, the plot of the film, uh, scenes, standout scenes for both of you. The plot, Terrible. The plot is... The first film, from, what, yeah. I, from mm. what I've read. And how he remembers all this stuff as a baby. No, there was one line where he said, um, I remember, uh, Billy told me. Oh. So, I don't, despite our initial concern that as a baby he, sh- he shouldn't remember all of this. He went all Princess Leia on our ass. Yeah, I think it's because uh, <laughs> yeah. his brother told him. Right, okay, fair enough. Um, but yeah, it's just an excuse really to rehash the old film and get money out of it. Um, yeah, the, and uh, then it's, what is it like? Probably about twenty minutes of it's, new. It's footage. not much. Ninety-eight percent of the new footage was in the psychiatrist's room, which was probably shot in one day. Yeah, quite frankly. And then you've got the garbage day spree at the end. Yeah, which is probably another day. Yeah. Uh, given the the haphazard manner in which it was put together. <laughs> And the, uh, the the cop at the end with his jaunty angled hat. But uh, the less said about that, the better. Now, yeah. I'm just uh, 
wondering if there's uh, any clips that we can play here that will fill in some of the backstory. We got the the no bullets one. That's that's quite good. That's uh, the, garbage that the garbage day. That's garbage, garbage day. Yeah. Right. So I'm thinking uh, I should put play very naughty, which explains some of the the backstory behind why they are how they are and why they do mm. killing sprees. And this is going back to um, not this not Ricky. Uh, it's his brother Billy who gets beaten up by Mother Superior because uh, he, he left his room and he's very naughty. So mm. uh, we'll play that clip now. William. Don't blame him, Mother Superior. I told him he could come out. Stay out of this, Sister Margaret. William, come here. Billy, what's wrong? Your brother's in that case. That's what's wrong. No, he's not. Take it back. Boys, what did you see upstairs, William? Nothing, Mother Superior. What they were doing was something very, very naughty. They thought they could do it without being caught. But when we do something naughty, we are always caught. And then we are punished. Punishment is absolute. Punishment is good. Yes, Mother Superior. You left your room, William. Yes, Mother Superior. Very, very naughty. Uh, yeah, um, basically that bit at the end was him, his brother, being spanked by Mother Superior with a belt. With a belt, with and uh, the thing, the thing that he saw that was uh, very naughty uh, was coitus. Fucking yeah, the same. <laughs> Two people, Making a woman with, with one randomly out, uh, as is typical in an eighties horror film. That's so bad it's good. Someone has to get their job. Someone has to points. have one out. Uh, and um, the um, the bit at the end that was going back for some reason it was as if he was the one being spanked by Mother Superior yes. and that was the way they cut it but it wasn't him, it was uh, someone else that's why his brother's a nutcase you do that back badly um, acted by yeah. bad yeah. children bad naughty children, children. Very naughty. ugly children yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was the 80s Arse end ugly it's lucky children. we came out the way we did well yeah, yeah. yeah. Quite really, I don't know what you're on about. I'm as ugly as sin. I was you, born just you're not at as the bad end. as the eighties kids in that film. I was born just at the end Actually, of the eighties. They, so they, they were born in the complexion. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, there you go. There you go. Hippies. Yeah. Yeah. Goddamn hippies. Bastards. Um, yeah. But uh, I, I think that whole scene uh, and the, the film in general uh, highlights the perils of a religious upbringing. Yeah. Well, a strict um, religious. A upbringing. strict religious upbringing. There, there's, there's the, the, the liberal religion. I. Uh, I can sort of accept, but um, when you've got the Catholic, uh, let's just say Catholicism. Catholics, yes. Catholicism is a bad upbringing for children, especially if they're choir boys. Uh, yeah. If your son is a choir boy and is a Catholic, be, just be, be be wary that he may have had a man's winky up his ass by the priest. Yeah, that was implicit, <laughs> and you didn't. Yeah. Uh, I went down there. I bet you did, and, and so did the priest. I was once a choir boy. <laughs> show me, on the, <laughs> show me on the doll when he touched you. <laughs> uh, but I, I think w one of the key themes that runs through the film as a result of this is uh, the subject of morals. Um, the fact that you know you're either naughty or nice. You've got the whole juxtaposition of Santa Claus and 
Catholicism. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm not quite sure how that works, but you've got the naughty and nice thing, and somehow the whole religion thing comes into that, which is Mother Superior constantly rabbiting on about being naughty or nice. And it also shows how to make a sequel in about two days. This is true. Rehash footage from the first film and then shoot two, like, 40% new footage. Probably not even that, but 20%. Yeah. I, one there. one of the things that I I I mean I've got some key moments noted down. They're not really moments, but key <laughs> things from the uh, the film that stood out for me. First of all, gee whiz, that guy's eyebrows move. Oh, yes. I the yeah, thorough workout every time he like talks. If you go on YouTube again, the, someone has done a video where they, they count the number of eyebrow shuffles he does. <laughs> and at the, in the end sequence as well, there's the whole thing with uh, Chip, the ex-boyfriend. Oh, he has a f- and they an have an eyebrow off. <laughs> <laughs> so who has the most powerful eyebrows? And obviously Ricky wins. His eyebrows have obviously been uh, more limber for the rest of the film and Chip only turns up in a couple of scenes anyway. And then and gets his eyes burned out. He just yeah. doesn't have the uh, the eyebrow range as, uh, as the guy playing Ricky Coldwell. But... Um, uh, some everything else I've got. Um, essentially, it's it's eighty odd minutes of rehashing the original film, uh, interspersed with mental institute stuff, uh, followed by ten minutes at the end of the film, whereby Ricky goes on a kill spree in a, a suburb. And what he only kills like three people, yeah. doesn't he? And then the cops are just randomly there as well. He's just walking through my yeah. zone. Yeah. Because he shoots that one cop in the head. Yeah. And then suddenly there's more of them. Don't do it! Don't kill yourself! <laughs> it's not worth it! Let us do it for you! Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they, they were more than happy to kill him if, they, if he was pointing the gun at them, but as soon as he turned it on himself, oh, different story altogether. Yeah. He yes. tried to beat them to death with their own shoes. <laughs> Nasty, Nasty business. Really. Yeah. Um, yeah, and basically, um, the key scenes, basically, they're all um, uh, quotes for the most part, just occasionally splattered throughout the film uh, one of the, the other key things that we picked up was that uh, Ricky's uh, trigger for going on a kill spree is either red items so cars, handkerchiefs, umbrellas yeah. uh, that sort of thing who has a red handkerchief? Oh. that was weird it was absolutely ridiculous and not as ridiculous as having you know being impaled with an umbrella and then having it pop open and then, and it's then having raining. it rain <laughs> That that was ridiculous. <laughs> I think it's they, with that scene they started small with the red handkerchief and then built up layer upon layer of ridiculous notions until it the rained. Rain, yeah, and that just topped on it off. cue. Yeah, icing <laughs> on the cake. Yeah, but yeah, it's um, it's always a red item that sets him off. So it's a red car or a red handkerchief or uh, I can't remember anything else. Uh, I think it was if they're just women being in and peril women in peril yeah which if for some reason he sees as a flashback to when his mother was raped yeah. uh, well I don't know if she was raped but she was attacked and uh, murdered by a guy in a Santa Claus costume yeah he opened a shirt at a quick butcher's and, and then, then slashed her yeah. yeah weird, didn't, weird. Even I just put, didn't even didn't even put a wet end didn't even no. s- put his end into the, the wound no, no happy ending I mean I've got a couple of clips here now just to emphasise Ricky's uh opinion of medical help now in the the actual film itself he does talk about saying he's uh, the psychiatrist who he's seeing is uh, number 13 so um, as you can tell he, he doesn't have it exactly the best opinion of the medical profession as this uh, these My two clips will uh, end you can call me Henry or if you would feel more comfortable you can just call me Doc 
Fuck off, Doc. Do you dream, Ricky? I don't sleep. That's Bit not what I asked you. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, um, he's not very up on the medical profession. Uh, I should point out, if there are any glitches in this podcast, we are, just like the Flash Gordon podcast, we're recording it as live. So if there are any uh, faux pas and problems, it's my fault for uh, not performing properly with the software. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not quite sure I was going with that. If, if, no, if, if, no. If, if, essentially, if you have any, if you have any complaints, yeah, just send we them direct them to Simon. Yeah, mark them for my attention, and I will um, them. print them and rub them on my bottom. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Punish. <laughs> that should bring me on to the next clip. Yes. No, How so appropriate. I'll um I'll pop that on, and this uh, clip is entitled Punish. So uh, enjoy. What are you doing? Punish! Punish! Holy shit. Punish. Yeah, that, that was uh, Billy. That's that's a flashback from the first film. Yeah, that was Billy piercing a woman piercing on a, on a, on a stag, the stag's head. Yeah, I love that scene as well from the fact that she's downstairs with the chap. I'm not even sure how Billy knows that they're downstairs on the pool table uh, making get, sweet get, love, getting intimate. <laughs> and she, the best thing is as well, she has to stop in the middle of it to go and let the cat in. <laughs> While Billy's upstairs, and then he, she's just in her skimpy, so she doesn't even think to cover up, even though it's a wide open door anyway. And then Billy's in there in his Santa costume, as you do, and he impales her on a stag's head on the wall. And then our scene picks up, and uh, the chap goes upstairs, puts his top on, and they have a bit of a fight with uh, poking in the eye and kicking in the nadgers. And basically, lots of dirty fighting until he's thrown out of a window. Yes. Before which he tears his shirt off again. Yeah. yeah. Just off. randomly. Yeah. 
And I will also point, I'm not going to lie, but the score to that film sounds awful. It is. It's, <laughs> it's just It's like Captain Scarlet and Thunderbird's MIDI score. Like, oh, wah, 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 oh, wah. Almost sickly. Yes. I could concoct better sounds with my arse. And I have. <laughs> Many times. <laughs> on, a, on a frequent basis. Yes, I've composed a symphony with my buttocks. Now, uh, this, <laughs> this film had three sequels. Oh, bloody hell. Silent Night, what, Deadly Night. From number three, two? Three, four, and five. Oh. Three picked up from the end of this film with Ricky, played by someone completely different, I believe. Uh, they're trying to find him using a, uh, a psychic girl. Uh, I've no, never seen it, and I've no intention to, but I read the, the plot description, and I thought, this is hideous. So I'm not even going to touch that one. Um, four and five just kept the name, but dropped the Killer Santa thing. Uh, so I, they just went off on, on their own. It's a bit like... Uh, a bit like Taggart. Kill the main character off. No I was going to say it's a bit like Jaws 4. So it just does its own thing. Oh, okay. Yeah, but it still has a shark in it. Though. Yeah, it still has a shark. But, but there's still a killer in uh, Silent Night, Deadly Night. Oh, uh, yes, this is true. They haven't got the killer Santa. That's the only difference. No, it's a bit of a... That's the sort of thing. It's just like a typical sequel thing where they keep spinning them out and doing more and more of them. Yeah. Uh, it just doesn't doesn't really work. Now, um, Pokemon were looking general in your direction. Yeah. Bit of trivia. Uh, this film was originally supposed to be a recut version of the first movie, with the whole of the original film being a fantasy of a mental patient. That was going to be the original concept for well, it. That sounds even worse than what it turned out like. <clears throat> yeah, uh, it was turned into an original story with flashbacks to the original film, uh, and the running time was extended by using a 10 minute end credit sequence that encompassed the actors and crew of both films. Because oh it was apparently still running short, so they extended the running time by having a long, long credit sequence. That is insane. Stupid. Absolutely ridiculous. So, uh, any other key bits of the film that you guys uh, think are, are worth mentioning? So any of the deaths besides the the end sequence, which we'll talk about in, in yeah. detail oh, in a bit? I, I, the only other death that I found quite amusing was Chip. Oh yeah, in the end, yeah, yeah. Oh. in the end, <laughs> his eyes exploding. Yeah. Um, I mean, to be honest, a lot of the deaths were rather simplistic. It's, you, you've got a few people shot at the end. You've got Chip being electrocuted and his eyes popping, uh, very much like Clytus in Flash Gordon. Yeah. Uh, you've also got um, the death of Doctor Bloom, who has the the tape wrapped around his neck. <laughs> Uh, and you've also got the Jennifer. guy who's... No, oh yeah, she had a, a, she was a car strangled. aerial yeah. Yeah. wrapped around her neck and she was strangled. And there's also uh, the guy who was impaled with a brolly. Yes. Yes. Which is weird. And the woman who was shot with an arrow. Yeah. In, oh, yeah. Uh, in the oh, flashback yeah, scene. Flashback, yeah. <laughs> that was ridiculous. You think she's going to go down with an axe and he just unleashes a bow and arrow. Yeah. Silly. Wow. Very, very silly. But that's one of the part of the appeal of the film. I think it's, it doesn't. I think in retrospect, it doesn't take itself seriously because no. it's such so, such a low budget film that the acting is bad. And well, uh, actually, you say the acting is bad, but I quite I think the acting of the bloke who plays Ricky is actually pretty good. He's he's not too bad. Punish. <laughs> he could he could have been a lot worse. I will say yeah. that much. He could yeah. have been a lot lot worse. Um, now uh, we've got a couple more clips sort of rounding up towards the end of the film uh, this is a sequence where it flashes back to um, the middle actor to play Ricky 
where he's spying on a couple getting amorous in a, a field and she doesn't want any yeah, so what? So, maybe I'm tired of you always grabbing at me. With your friends. It's real funny. But not right now. So leave me alone. Come on. Eddie! This will be fun. Eddie! This exciting. God damn it, Eddie, stop it! <laughs> Amorous asshole. Yes. Yeah. But an asshole. Yeah. Typical uh, jock type character as well. I'm going for a beer, but I'll be back. And then he gets with my beer. With then my he beer. gets run over several so, yeah. times. I, I love the fact that you've got the, the two main <laughs> quotes from the film. You've got naughty and punish repeated over and over again. And then that chap is basically killed by Ricky and run over several times. I just love the fit the, the scene oh, the where he sees his arm, his arm <laughs> sticking out from under the car and just goes. <laughs> twitches uh, it's like oh he's not quite dead and then she comes up perfectly calm and says oh thank you and walks off yeah, and buggers yeah. off uh, that's, that is not the way to react to someone being run over repeatedly no. in a in a, a 4 before. I'd laugh if Matrix were here <laughs> he'd laugh too um, oh, one thing I forgot to mention from earlier was the fact that uh, any time there's peril in one part of the house or building, but it's not in another part of the house. The music cuts off. Mm, yeah. So the 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 orchestra or the the person on the MIDI synthesizer. No, I don't call it an orchestra. <laughs> the, it's the not person, an orchestra. The guy responsible for the, for the soundtrack. He's in the room with the killer, but yeah. he's not in any other room. We just pan over. You so, see someone going mad with about three keyboards. Going, nah, yeah, nah, nah, the wind nah, machine. Huge hands. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, I just found that very funny. So every time you go. Through any of those sequences in the film, listen out for the the music, and just wait and see. As soon as it cuts away to somewhere else where someone's not in mortal peril, it'll be silent, no music, and it'll just be someone going, "I wonder where they are. <laughs> What's going on? What's going on? What time is it? Who's the president?" <laughs> so, um, now I've I've also got a, a "Where are they now?" file for these people. Uh Basically, Dead. Eric Freeman is the guy who played uh, Ricky in this film, and nobody knows where he is. They they tried to find him to record a DVD commentary, and he's just dropped off the face of the planet. <laughs> so if you're out there, get in touch. Yeah. Or just waggle your eyebrows a bit. We can <laughs> pick it up on a seismic, <laughs> yeah, size, seismatron, whatever they are. A seismatron. If that doesn't exist, I want one <laughs> to be invented. I'm sure they do, though. Um uh, lead actress Elizabeth Caton uh, starred in Vice Academy 3, 4, 5 and 6, which are a series of films that essentially uh, combined softcore porn with Police Academy. Hmm. She took a lot of truncheons. Yeah, stands a good chance. <laughs> so, so I'm gonna, it's so not I'm on camera though. On its oh, I did notice, yes. Uh, she also had high profile roles and I use the term high-profile loosely, uh, she was in Twins, the Arnold Schwarzenegger movie, as secretary, 
And wow. she was also in the Leslie Nielsen film Spy Hard as Helicopter Ticket Agent. Those are, are her two big film roles. Wow. Um, now, nice. director Lee Harry, he only directed one further film, which was Street Soldiers in 1991, which was a low-budget gang warfare film. Wow. And then he retired or and was shot. I don't know what he's done since then, but uh, I have no nothing. interest. Although, I have to say, I did like the way he moved the camera in the final sequence with Ricky going on a killing spree. Mm. That was rather nicely done, I think. So, uh, I'm going to play another clip now, just to... Uh, this is Just to uh, rack up the runtime. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> rack up the runtime, and I've got this here. I've, I've got a couple of clips, one from the end of the film, uh, right at the very end, and then we'll watch the play Garbage Day at the very, very end of the podcast. But I also have a film where um, Dr. Bloom pokes a bit too close about Jennifer, uh, and uh, this is uh, Ricky's reaction to his question. In the hell... I see no mention of these two incidents in my notes. Oh my God. The state review board will certainly find out my opinions on. Well, you didn't think. Covered a lot of ground today. I was going to let him get away with it. So much more than I had anticipated. Too many people get away with shit like that. Punishment. Discipline. You're really starting to get to me, Doc. You're getting real close. Then tell me about Jennifer. Eat shit. Good reaction to have. <laughs> uh, getting uh, a bit too close, uh, for want of a better term. Now, uh, I like that, that bit. Where he's mopping his brow, the doctor. Oh yeah, and he, he, he realises he's got a red monogrammed hanky, mm-hmm. and he has to hide it. Mm. Obviously, to little effect. Yes, because uh, he's given uh, his uh, ultimate sacrifice. He still gets <laughs> copped at the end. Yeah. The the best thing about the Doctor Bloom though is he's an acceptable loss because his wife died years ago, so he hasn't got any dependents. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, morally speaking, um, Ricky could probably get away with that death. <laughs> Oh, is it too far. That's, that's one way to look at it. Yes. Yeah. Oh, oh my head. That's you know. It's just my opinion. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's worth bearing in mind this film had a two point nine out of ten rating on IMDb. Oh. So I think that may be rating it a bit too high. Quite yeah. Frankly. But um, now this next clip I've got to play uh, just before we um, finally discuss the the end sequence. This is uh, shortly after uh, Ricky's killing spree in the suburb. And uh, he's at Mother Superior's house, and they they basically have a, a bit of a, an argument over a tiff. yeah a bit of a, a lovers tiff for want of a better term, and uh, it ends badly for Mother Superior. Who and gets her head lopped off? Yes, uh, I think I've already mentioned that. Uh, but yes. uh, anyway, this this is their their final confrontation with a much disfigured and co- played by clearly a completely different actress. Mother are, you, are you going with that? What naughty this? No, no, no. Are you going with the like, I think actress. it's a different actress. It looks like she sounds different. It sounds mm. different. Looks different. The the woman, the other um, sister, who turns up at the end, who screams. That's a different actress as well. Yeah. So, uh, but anyway, it's, uh, this is their their final confrontation. This is Mother Superior and Ricky versus. Just like your brother. Like your brother. You must be punished. You're looking well. 
I am your mother superior. As I raised you from a child, I order you to put that weapon down and take your punishment. No more punishment. You are being very, very naughty. Naughty this! Yeah. Naughty this. Naughty this. No, it's yes. not Bond um, level naughty, of no, thing, is it? it isn't, no. He hasn't quite got the wit, has he? No. Uh, what I uh, quite... What seems to strike me as well is that Mother Superior, I don't think she was loved when she was younger. No. Which may have led to all of this naughty and punishment. No. And uh, she's actually scarring these kids mentally. Yes, and ironically, she is now scarred. Scar. Yes. Maybe yeah. she has leprosy on the one no, side. No, no, it's a fire, I think. Is it? I think we, we skipped through the film, but I think there was a fire and they burnt the uh, the place down. Oh. And uh, she well, was, we did uh, watch she was burnt in the fire. Didn't we? We didn't watch we, that bit, but we, we watched we it watched ages it. ago. But yeah. yeah. Anyway, uh, it's, as, as films go, it's. It, it's a it's a good bad film. I just thought it was generally awful. <laughs> well, you do. I know. You, I mean, I'm you, a you watch Uwe Boll films for pleasure. Though, yes, that's, <laughs> I that, do. That I can't. I get a kick I, out of. I it. can't wrap my head around that. House of the Dead, maybe just for the you know the one guy playing the same zombie over and over. But we'll we'll cover that in a later cult classic. Bad bad um, bad films give me a semi. Yeah. There, I've said it. I don't want to know. <laughs> You're not sat next to him. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I'm not sat next to it. <laughs> um, so yeah, that will wrap up our podcast for today. We're going to wrap up with. We're going to we wrap, wrap up? up. Wrap up. Wrap How many up. times are we wrapping? We're wrapping several times, <laughs> uh, fifty cent style. Oh god! Probably pop a cap in you as well. Get shot seven times and yeah. still survive. Pity. So we're going we're to uh, finish the podcast with uh, the full sequence where Ricky goes on uh, a rampage. This is the, the infamous, infamous garbage day scene. <laughs> Which, Listen um, out for it. You can't miss it. And um, you'll hear a guy shuffling some bins around. Uh, <laughs> if you want to know the origin of the internet meme for that, I think someone just put it up on YouTube as is. And people people just watched it. Yeah. So and then we went one step further and watched the whole film. Yeah. I, I thought it was deserving of it because that whole sequence at the end was, was pretty good. And then the rest of the film wasn't as bad as I was expecting. No. no. It was just it was cheesy and daft. But... In a good way. It, it was it's watchable for the wrong reasons. Yeah. yeah, yeah. If you're looking for high cinema, then obviously this is going to be. Yeah, this, it's not as if in any <laughs> of these Mr. Spielberg, po- this is not. It's not as if in any of these podcasts we cover high cinema, is it? It's it's always well, no. films that um, are pretty awful. That are relatively awful that you can watch if you really want to. But mm. you know, hey ho. So uh, we're going to finish off there. Uh, we're going to play this garbage day clip. Uh, in its entirety um, don't forget if you want to get in touch with us we have regular uh, podcast updates every week, every Thursday and um, we also have an email address to contact us on which is info at randomstoke.com uh, if you want to suggest any any films you want us to, to review or changes to the podcast you think that would help or stuff that we're not doing very well, you know, which is a, stands a good chance, um, quite frankly. Um, anything at all, any comments or suggestions or anything along those lines, whatever. Send us a picture of um, you know bestiality, and we'll pass that over to Mr. Hatton. Why me? I don't to like... destroy. Oh, because you, you'll you'll take great pleasure in destroying uh, something along those lines. 
<clears throat> okay, I'll take your word for it. Yeah. <laughs> you just go, burn! Burn! Ooh. And then... <laughs> that. Yeah. That's what, that's what I'm expecting. I'm not saying that you're into that sort of thing. I'm saying uh, you take well, great delight in... Implicitly implying... No, 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 oh, no, 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 no. no. If, that, if that happened, then I apologise profusely. Yes, I, I accept. That's okay, then. I was implying... No, I wasn't there. <sighs> oh. No, I wasn't there. So... Uh, punish! Punish. <laughs> Naughty. I'd, I'd rather not. No. Yeah. So, uh, yes, thank you for listening if you have been, and we will see you next Tomorrow, time. Goodbye for now. Ta-ra. Sure. There's a certain spot I'd like to show you. Where? Well, it's kind of romantic. It's um, up in the canyon. You may like it. Okay. So... This is what you ended up with? Fine on you'd sink this low. I never would have dumped you. Chip, you're a jerk. Why don't you just leave us alone? Come on. Don't you miss me? All those good times we had together. Chip. Homecoming. Chip. The hayride. That's enough. Oh, it speaks. I said, that's enough. Listen, bud. That's what she said when I fucked her brains out. Backseat of old Red here. Shut up! <laughs> Falling for me again, huh? And you... about this. Okay. That's fine. Now, I don't want to have to hurt you. All I'm going to do is slip these cuffs on. And no funny stuff. <laughs> I know how to use this. <laughs> Thank you.
i know who's to blame.